right, well, here we go. We jump back in. So uh, welcome to everybody watching. Ollie, welcome to you. Welcome back. I know you've had a, a trip away. How was that? It was very hot. <laughs> I was in Sydney, very, very hot, very, very crowded indeed. And they have the same problems there as we have here when it comes to rentals and house prices. Wow. Okay, seeing the same in their market? It's exactly the same as here. And they're screaming about interest rates. The TV and news media, media, it's all about interest rates going up and they want to sack the, uh, the Minister of Finance and the yep. Yep. <laughs> Reserve Bank Governor and everything else. And again, tackling inflation, fighting inflation. Yeah, yeah same story. Yeah. So, so we're, maybe today, so we're certainly fighting inflation. Uh, last time we caught up, it was the Auckland floods. Right. Uh, they were pretty dramatic. Uh, we get out of that, and, and the effects of that are still felt by Auckland. We look around uh, cliffside properties that are looking pretty, uh, yeah, pretty weak right now, and uh, owners are under concern. And we got red stickers and yellow stickers, right. and then we've had the cyclone hit, which has been devastating, and it's still devastating for uh, mainly outside of Auckland, you know, yeah. the the parts around. Yeah. So terrible. Yes, yeah, it's terrible. Where, where, do, where do you see us heading now? If we put that. On top of the financial pressures we've had, uh, how does that affect the market? Well, the market, I think, is going to be severely affected down the line. and uh, Building rules will change, almost for sure, yeah. to make properties, yeah. house properties, more flood-proof mm -hmm. and wind-proof. Uh, the idea of building houses on concrete slabs, for instance, which allows water to get into a house quite easily unless it's on a hill. Wait, when, uh, when did they come in? Was that oh, the 70s? About the 70s, yes. Yeah. Before that, houses were built on piles yeah. and you would yeah. anywhere between half a metre to three metres yeah. off the ground, allow air around the house, sensible, and allow water to go underneath it. Uh, but it's much cheaper to put a concrete pad down, you see. Well, maybe that idea will go away a little but, bit. Yeah, yeah, they're sort of flush with the ground, yeah, you know, yeah, very, yeah. very small unless they're on know, a hill, yeah. rise on it. Yeah. Do you, if I just jump in there, um, for years I looked at Queenslanders, you know, the style yeah. of home, big verandas raised, yes. air underneath. That's right. Uh, it naturally gets that airflow, reduces the temperature, and those beautiful big uh, surround uh, verandas. Verandas, so, yes, lovely. They, they were protected from the weather. That's maybe right. that's us. Well, maybe we have to go that way. Maybe climate change is mm. affecting us more wow. severely than we thought. Yeah. It looks that way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. E economically, and, and and appreciate that the devastation for people is property, uh, lives, uh, Business, incomes, business. rentals, yeah. everything. Yeah. Economically, what have you seen this before? What what sort of things could we see happen? Well, we had a similar cyclone back in the sixties called Cyclone Bowler. Mm. which caused a lot of devastation. And I can't remember the details of it now, but, but it's likely, knowing what we have in front of us, uh, the whole country, we'd like to have more pressure on prices, more inflation because of all the mm. businesses that have been knocked out and the, the horticulture yep. and so yep. forth. And the number of people now are homeless, mm. one way or the other. They rent mm. ticket, yellow ticket, or no house at all. Mm. And I wouldn't be well, rents are going up. That's mm -hmm. the first thing. Gone so, up. so demand, there's less uh, supply of rental properties, right. they're damaged? That's right. Rents have gone up about 4% in the recent times, which isn't up, up with inflation, but it's still a big number. Yep. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if the government, among other things, starts to bring in a rent freeze, uh, a, a long-term rent freeze, other than perhaps allowing increases if rates go up or insurance goes up. 
Um, Which is good news for the tenant, the person coming in. Maybe tough on the landlord if they didn't have the sufficient insurance in place. Now they've got extra cost. And they've got interest rates on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interest rates rising all the time. Mm. And if you've got a mortgage, you know all about it. Uh, So we've got a perfect storm. Mm. Needs to be very careful. But I think we're going to have a perfect storm and we have to tough it out, I'm afraid. And, and when you've seen rent freezes in the past, I know you've been involved in talking to the government and getting the government in front of the people uh, a long time ago, different prime ministers, <laughs> probably a prime minister, a lot of people <laughs> probably aren't even aware of, but the ones who are, we'll never forget them. <laughs> We're talking about Muldoon, <laughs> Robert Muldoon, yes. You lie awake at night <laughs> having nightmares. Yes, when he had an announcement to make, we all drew the curtains, <laughs> took a stiff whiskey, turned on the TV and didn't want to go out till the next day. Yeah. Well, I was involved in a, in a riot with Muldoon. He was minister, he was opposition minister at the time. I Organised a large meeting in Upper Queen Street in a, in a cabaret called. Were, were you a troublemaker? Uh, yeah, what, right. what was this all about? It was, it was against the government, the Labour government, nineteen seventies. They brought in all sorts of rules against against landlords. So Muldoon was in opposition, opposition at that stage. Time. So you yeah. you were in there with the opposition party. That's right. And I invited yep. Bob Jones as well, well known investor. Okay. Yep. And so we all spoke to this very large. Is crowd. he a troublemaker? Oh, slightly. <laughs> and we had this enormous meeting to, to protest against government moves at the time, and the meeting was highly successful. And when we stepped out at, at the end of the meeting at night, there was a crowd of of yeah, nasty people out there with placards who took to us, attacked us. Bob Jones knocked one down, I think. Uh, Muldoon knocked another one down. I missed the third guy. And uh, unfortunately, the next day in, in the news media, our meeting, which was more important, was hardly mentioned, but the riot was. And uh, it, it was headlines for years. Uh, so... It was a good try, but we didn't get it off the ground. So you tried it, but, but didn't yeah. get the message yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and, and did Labor push through with yes. rent freezes at that yeah, stage? Well, rent controls, and they helped set up the rent, the rent uh, tenants protectionist associations mm-hmm. and so forth, which is minor stuff by today's standards, but it was very irritating at the time. But this, is, this sort of thing is happening again and will happen again. Flood tax? Is there some sort of yeah. flood tax I wouldn't uh, be surprised. Potential? I would say any tax cuts are probably off the table. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Maybe yep. for yep. less well off. There could be a flood tax. Uh, it could be on petrol. That would love the Greens would love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a... a, a, a Mm-hmm. Uh, petrol reduction price at the moment. Maybe that'll come back. Yep. Or maybe more on petrol or diesel or maybe car registrations. We have very cheap car registration in New Zealand. Australia is about $800 to register a car on an annual basis. We're on about 100 and something. That's a good tax. Two million cars, three million cars around. Mm-hmm. Anything cars. you like. But uh, the money's got to come from somewhere. Hopefully from you, not from me. <laughs> I feel like a lot of it's coming from me. Yeah. Um, And and that's there. The government's simply in a a bind right now. Spent a lot of money, gave a lot of money away with COVID. Now hit with floods. Auckland, you now have to look and decide where do you build. Do you you think there's parts of Auckland? How does this work out? Is there parts of Auckland where people shouldn't build anymore? Uh, Is there pockets in every single suburb where they shouldn't be building? Obviously, you're going to people now demand and and mortgage companies, banks, and mortgages and and insurers will demand reports on where floods are likely Mm. to be Mm. and take much more notice of it and won't insure or charge far more. 
for them mm. uh, and I won't allow building to go uh, to be put up and I wouldn't be surprised if it's not litigation coming up we've mm. discussed that before against developers or against the council mm. for putting houses in places which were, were known floods have occurred before I, I think that argument starting right now isn't it between the council and the central government about who who decides you know what infill should look like right. so I guess right now if it's uh, if it's clifftop or uh, you're on the flat and uh, there's a culvert, a culvert by, handy, by, then it's not that attractive. And building by a nice river. It's, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Very nice, but whoosh. Yeah. Look what happens. It's, it's a, a real disaster. Danger. It's a real disaster. B- buybacks? Yes, I've heard that uh, some people are calling the go- on our government to buy their houses back so they can start again. But I think there's one chance in a thousand mm. that'll happen. Mm. I mean, how many? What with? Where's the money come from? That yeah, well, uh, insurance should cover it, but if you're not insured, well, you know, uh, I don't know. This is still playing out. Yeah, we'll see how yep. it goes. But it'll be enormous pressure at the moment. Everybody's in a state of flux. Mm. Everybody's upset mm. at this moment. That'll last for weeks, and then in shock actually. Mm. And after shock comes the grieving, mm. and after grieving comes the anger, mm. and that's where okay. the, that's where the problem stems, comes. I saw, you know, there'd be a thousand stories like this. I saw mm. a family, they were looking after the grandkids, had just refurbished the house. Now the house is destroyed, all the furniture is destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're sitting Nasty. there with the grandkids. So absolutely devastating. Right. If we think about the Auckland guys, it'll be the same down in the bay. Um, can council help? Can they afford to help? Do they defer rates? Is that fair? Is that unfair on other parties? Is it just on the table, off the table? I've never heard of any council anywhere forgiving rents. (laughs) They will defer it maybe. Mm. Uh, but they'll collect it by hook or by mm. crook. Mm. And it seems ridiculous that you have to pay rates on a house that doesn't exist. In other words, you're paying for a service that you're not getting. Mm. And uh, mm. there'll be another round of stouters coming okay, out of that. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's a good point, isn't it? Because we've got, the, we've got the land value, then we've got the improvements on top. What you're saying there is the improvements, which everybody calls the house, yeah. uh, is now Gone. zero. Yep. So now the, the rateable is, value should be the, the land, but now the uh, land has a diminished value. Very much diminished in some cases, yes. And and uh, why should you pay rates on something you can't use? Oh, look, there might be a right. We better check before we go out of here. You know, there might be guys out waiting for us. But okay, so on that basis, if you're a uh, gee, we're going to get in trouble here, Ollie. <laughs> no, we won't. On, on that basis, if you're a, a paying uh, your tax in Auckland, paying your rates then you'd really want that reassessed immediately, mm. get a valuer in, go down, straight down to council and say, I'll tell you what, it wasn't a million bucks. It was a million bucks, but today it's uh, 300,000. Thanks very much. I don't think they'll reduce the rates because of that. I think they'll increase it. I think more like the insurance will be going up. Uh, this yeah. is all going to yep. play out. This will take yep. weeks, if not months, to sort out, and there'll be some very angry people around, and there'll be a lot of losers, I'm afraid. Mm. Uh, not very few winners. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yep. That's, that's the way, well, this has happened before, but uh, uh, there's no easy, quick answer, I'm afraid. It, and it's fair to say, and it's no surprise, there's not a lot of money sitting in the bank behind us as such. Um, I think the Earthquake Commission, I think $300 million yeah, well, go. that'll be gone. That's gone already. Yeah. Yes, I know. Yep. As the, quick as the, that. The government sort of soaked that up and, uh, and, and probably been spending it behind our backs. Yeah, um, yeah. And they've got to find it again. It's, it's a disaster, but um, what can you do? Uh, but I think, uh, going back to, I think the, the most important thing will be that the, the rules of building will change yes. very quickly. Yep. Uh, and people insist on it, in fact. And there'll be pressure now 
people looking for houses that are going to be floodproof mm-hmm. in areas which are known to be floodproof on sort of slopes and things, and there'll be difficulty for people trying to sell their houses mm-hmm. even if they haven't been mm-hmm. damaged mm-hmm. by floods. If they're in a flood area, it'll be difficult selling. So there's a big change coming in the whole dynamics of the uh, residential property market. I think we mentioned that last time with the Auckland floods. Um, I, I know agents, buyers, vendors, yeah. Uh, vendors in particular, when they're selling, uh, everybody scoffed at the um, flood zones. It's ridiculous. Mm. Uh, and now it's a real consideration and has an impact. So if that is on your title, it's going to be tougher. That's if right. it's not on your title, you're now looking better. If it's not on your title, you're raised and, and you look protected from the elements, um, better for your value. That's right. Yeah. Okay. How, how about this? We'll jump uh, as we, and this will go to air uh, a little bit later. So you're on the spot now. You're going to sort of crystal ball out. Everybody will go, they'll be able to sort of Thanks you know, a lot. grade. You remember, all predictions have expired <laughs> midnight tonight, and that still stands. <laughs> okay, I like that. Yeah. Um, Anything could happen this afternoon. Uh, as we sit here later this afternoon, the OCR or the Reserve yeah. Bank will come out with their statement. There we go. Well, <laughs> if, the, if the Reserve Bank was humane, if you like, they would defer mm-hmm. high interest rates. That's what they should do because this is punishing people on top of the punishment they've already received. But I suspect this afternoon that the interest rates will come out, as always, um, half a percent, five points, yep. 50 points raised. I wouldn't yep. be surprised if that happens because that's the way banks work. The, my dealing with banks is the, the banks are... I won't say the word. Um, mm. They don't have a heart. Mm. Don't forget that it's, it's so many people in the bank that they they pass the buck around to everybody. Mm. So there's no one person to blame. Mm. So I think the OCR will go up this afternoon. We'll still see. Or no, this, this afternoon, uh, but it shouldn't. My view. I think mm. inflation doesn't matter if inflation goes another three months. Doesn't worry. Shouldn't worry most people. Which is their challenge, isn't it? Well, and and, and I, I think this is the. The biggest question it is how quick can they respond or react to what's changed or are they still going in the same direction? The trouble is the whole business with raising interest rates is based on a flawed theory Mm -hmm. because high interest rates feed into inflation itself. If you have to pay more in interest, you're going to go to your employer or if you've got a business, you're going to pass the charges on, which is inflationary. and. Businesses borrow millions of dollars in some cases. They're going to pass the charges mm, on and they mm, price it. Mm. So you've got an interest price spiral as well. Mm. So I don't know if it's really going to work. It's uh, uh, Without sort of killing the economy on top of it, it seems to be a bit pointless. It's putting more pressure and more costs onto everything through interest rates. Uh, it seems to be a dive to nowhere. They may be going down the wrong track. I, I, I remember before uh, the GFC, yep. I'd done the first half of my MBA at Auckland. Yep. Um, and as uh, as we went through the GFC and popped out the other side, I went, well, I'll tell you what, I can take all those economic papers mm. and um, drop them in the bin because all oh, that right. theory just turned oh, out to be I'm sure yeah, pretty, pretty tough going. It'll let us know where to look. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, there we go. appreciate that. So uh, our feelings, obviously, and we've discussed this uh, before we jumped on, our feelings are with the people that are devastated. Yeah. It is really, really hard. Um 
Ooh, how, how do you come out of that? And then we close with the OCR and uh, fair to say we probably sit on the fence and that they, they should defer. They should maybe defer. Let, let that inflation run a little bit longer further out, but maybe they will probably go up trying to curb it we'll and know. it may not be the right thing. We will know this afternoon, but uh, we're recording it in the morning. Yep. So we'll see. And, and your predictions expire when? Midnight tonight. So <laughs> I'm in trouble the afternoon, I know, but there we are. <laughs> but only we will know. <laughs> Ethan, uh, Ollie, as always, thank you very much. Pleasure. Love uh, having a bit of time with you and, uh, and getting your knowledge and sharing it with everybody listening and watching. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Ciao.